gritty culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, Renaissance woman, Melissa Itell Duran. And if you go to MelissaItelJoran.com, you can see the documentaries, and soon you'll be able to see them on uh, on uh, all the outlets uh, other than online. You'll be able to see them on TV and uh, various Roku stations, including, I believe, Amazon Fire, which will be exciting, and the Roku channel. And uh, for those who, um, who rather watch their documentaries on TV, you'll be able to see that. And you can hear us on 124 different outlets. Uh, she's got several books out. A Renaissance woman, like I said, Melissa Itell Jordan. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. How are you? I'm doing well. And, uh, you know, presidential politics comes up a lot when you and I talk. And, uh, and one, of, one of the guys who knows a lot about it, and he helped create one of our presidents, uh, uh, William Jefferson Clinton, um, B- uh, Dick Morris, who goes back to the Arkansas gubernatorial days with uh, with Clinton. Uh, he started talking presidential politics again. I didn't catch it. You did. What did Dick Morris have to say? Well, you know, Dick Morris has, among other things going on in his life, he has a radio show on uh, locally for us, uh, WABC, which does broadcast, uh, according to them, um, across the country and, and in certain parts of, of, of Europe. So possibly people in our, you know, in, in among our listeners may have caught it. Yeah. Um, it's possible they got the signal. And Dick Morris has a show on Sundays uh, from noon to one. And he made this prediction early in his show, and then he reiterated it uh, as a uh, um, guest on um, the, uh, the owner-operator, John Casamitidis' own show uh, the other day. Yes, which is on an evening, uh, I would say an, an, an afternoon drive show, you know, a rush hour show because, because of the time, the time slot. And he said that, and this is his prediction, and he knows we know, he, he, we know his backstory with the Clintons, and he's no longer with the Clintons, obviously. He's turned to the other side, and, but he knows things about Hillary and Bill. I mean, if he hasn't written a tell-all book yet, I'm sure he will down the road. <laughs> he's got all the dirt on them. Yeah. And his, yeah, his predictions are... Are that um, Biden is, you know, Biden is already old, he's old news. He's uh, he's already in the box. Everybody knows he's just. It's a shame because I uh, I think I think Biden, especially his wife, are, are actually they they are probably genuinely nice people. They have a they're animal lovers. They 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 have a, a dog who's a, they had dogs who were rescue dogs. They've got a new one, and they brought in a cat. And I think it's you know they, it's, it's a much homier atmosphere at the White House. But I think it's uh, it's over for Biden. I mean, people can see uh, since last year that this is just too much for him um, physically and un- unfortunately um, uh, probably ment- mentally. You know, he's seventy eight. Will be uh, or seventy nine? Is he seventy nine? Yeah, I I think yeah. He's, if he's not seventy eight, uh, if he's not seventy nine, he's on his way. Yeah, right, right. And it's things are taking the, t- the toll on him, and he probably shouldn't have been running in the first place. You know, not every. 79-year-old is, is, is up and running and, you know, fully with it. Some Everybody is different. It gets harder as you get older, and some of us just, um, we can't we can't do what we used to do. But it, it, the, the Democrats realize this. 
They realize that Kamala is a uh, you know a sad sack. And uh, who are they going to run? They're going to they're going to face annihilation, according to Dick Morris, and I, I think according to a lot of people, in 2022, the, the Republicans are going to come out, uh, you know, smiling. And then in 2024, um, amid, amidst, uh, in the midst of all this um, chaos, um, several people will be running, throwing their hats in the ring. Kamala will, of course, but she's not going to go anywhere. And uh, Pete Buttigieg will be put up as put up as the great white gay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, he, I hope. We yes, say that with respect, you know. We're say, exactly, exactly. That's why he has this cabinet position and can, and 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 uh, he, he's got to say over all this money for infrastructure and transportation and whatnot. But I, he, he's again, he's not. It's not. He's not going to be able to gel the party together. He's again. He's not. He doesn't fit the right demographic. And out of this chaos, uh, according to Dick Morris, this is his prediction, and he's, I think he's quite an astute prognosticator. No um, AOC, yes, AOC, of course, I'm not surprised, I'm not shocked. AOC will throw her hat in the ring, which is the most ludicrous thing since, well, actually not since Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders at least had some, you know, senatorial um, uh, experience, you know, but this is at more out, this is outlandish, and the Democrats are going to get very nervous. They're, the more moderates are going to be shaking in their boots, saying, "If this character gets, you know, she and she does win, she does take, she does win in the primaries. If she gets close to the, the convention, if she gets the nomination, the country is sunk." Yeah. And and this is where there, there's more of a a, a panic-stricken moment, more of, or more panic-stricken, um, uh, uh, more panic strikes them than than when Bernie Sanders was just was going, you know, head head to head with with Hillary, you know, five years ago. So um, that what they're going to do to save the party, what they feel is the country, is they're going to recruit Hillary, who's already recruited herself, you know, because she's already, there's talk going on now about her, she, I think she's, you know, she feels the third time is the charm of coming in and, and, and getting what should have been hers. And she's going to go and, and she's going to save the day. She's going to take the rest of the nomination and, and put, knock some sense into people and say, look, look, you, you, this is not where we want to be. You want to be with me. I know where to go. I'm sensible. I'm middle of the road. I'm Hillary. She's going to get the nomination. So this is Dick Morris's setup. Wow. On the Republican side, he still firmly believes it's going to be Trump, and it's going to be a rematch. Of course, he we know where his sympathies lie. It's not with Hillary. He thinks that Trump will will emerge. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's got dirt on the Clintons. You know, he was. He said, "I knew them. I knew a lot about them." And it's one, once upon a time, she was a much nicer person when I knew her, and that was you know 30 years ago or whatever. He's got all the, he can give you all the, the dirt on 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 the, in, on the Clintons and the White House and everything. So that's Dick Morris's projection. So this will be interesting. I'm not shocked at all with uh, the revelation that um, AOC might actually run because I think they would love to, her contingent would love to put her up. But again, this is the most unqualified. Um, outlandish person in the world, and, and I, I, I personally don't think so. They think that because she's she has a cute voice, she's cute. I don't think she's cute. I think she's annoying. I think she's underqualified, and I, she's she's just a rabble rouser. And I can't stand her voice. She doesn't speak well. She sounds like Minnie Mouse. You don't think her Breakfast Club dance will will be good for the country? You ever see no. the Breakfast Club dance she does? <laughs> yes, I did. I can do that better, but I can't. <laughs> 
No, I give her credit for that. She did that when she was a student at Boston University. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 supposedly majoring in economics. I don't know what kind of it. If she, uh, if she majored in economics there, I don't know about that school. I don't know if I would give them any oh any God. credibility. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're not they're not proud of that one. Uh, oh boy. Well, well, maybe they are. Who knows? But uh, let me yeah. let me just say this, uh, Melissa. I tell Juran.com is where everyone should go. Frank McKay here with Melissa. Uh, Melissa, uh, Pete Buttigieg, and and again we you know we we say look he's the great uh, gay white hope, and <laughs> uh, and we say that with the greatest respect because yeah, there is yeah, a yeah. growing respect for uh, yeah. you know and and certainly there should be right there should be a uh, yeah, he, there, sh there should be yeah. a spot in this world um, yeah. you know for for people of all uh, all sexual choices yeah. and yeah. Uh, and and persuasions and. Buttigieg, I believe, will be the first really mainstream, serious candidate, and he, he already was. He, uh, he, he yes, took it to the he, limit. He did it no, and no doubt, no doubt, he's a highly intelligent. Seven uh, languages. Uh, uh, Yes, a highly educated. Uh, I mean, he's got the the McKinsey, McKinsey um, background on, on his uh, pedigree on his on his resume, but he's gaining. You know, he's 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 uh, earning his uh, wings with the Department of Transportation. But I don't see him as a savior of the party. He may be very eloquent and uh, well spoken and everything else, but I don't I don't see him as the the flag bearer of the Democrats for 2024. No. And that's certainly not what Hillary wants. Well, the the problem with Buttigieg, and maybe he's getting the experience now. The the uh -huh. only problem I see with Buttigieg because he's yeah. really a brilliant guy. I mean, he's yeah. you know seven yeah. languages and he's highly yeah. intelligent. I think his husband too is uh, a quality. It sounds like a quality person too, right? Uh, mm. Well, he's not. He's not a politician. He he does not speak seven languages. He was a teacher. He's he's the house husband. Right. I mean, I'm I'm sure he's you know I, 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 nothing wrong with that. But he's not he's not in the same. He's in a different league. He's in a different field of work. Um, but you know that notwithstanding, um, I just you know I, I don't think Buttigieg can can save the party. I don't think yeah, well, this is the guy they want. That's the issue. And the thing is, he's. Yeah. You know, you know, he uh, was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I mean, come on, I mean, that's like being, uh, you know, that's like being the mayor of uh, Great Neck or Rocky Point. <laughs> you know, it's not that it's not that big a uh, of a city. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you could say that he had uh, executive experience. He really, um, I don't know, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of small small mayors <laughs> that I think would be cheering him on. That's his issue. Question is now: Is he is he making up for that? Um, if I were Buttigieg, I would try to get a different appointment just to thicken up the the resume mm -hmm. because that's mm -hmm. that's what's been thin. His his qualities are, are exceptional, and he as a as a person, um, uh, you know, is uh, seems like an outstanding man. He's out, and quality and uh, and intelligent. He looks great. He, uh, the part I, I'll tell you what um, it, you know they could do a lot worse than Pete Buttigieg. But I, I'm with you. I, I think um, I, I don't think that he's going to be considered the savior of the Democratic Party. I, I, I don't know how old Hillary will be uh, in, in two years. Will she be 80 years old? She'll be. Well, she's younger than, than Biden. She is. I think she is. Is she 74? Maybe. So I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, so, so she's. Yeah. Uh, age is becoming. And again, we don't. We're not ageist. Right. We're not. No, no. Um, 
And, no, not these days. Yeah, I mean, it can't be. And, and if Trump, uh, you know, goes, it's going to be two near 80-year-olds. If, mm -hmm. if it is Hillary versus, uh, versus Trump, mm -hmm. it's, it's just going to be, I, I don't mm -hmm. know. I mean, what, what happens in a, in a situation like that? Uh, oh, no. You know, the country just kind of is going to be at odds. Um, two people are going to just, you know, uh, you know, polarize everything in the country. Maybe a third party will, will emerge at that point. Uh, mm -hmm. Somebody will, will show up and be there. But um, in my mind, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that, that kind of paints a bleak picture for the for the future. If, if it's a turn back to 2016, 2016 was a very polarizing year, and it started us, you know, towards the thought. And, and again, it never crept in my mind uh, ever as, as a possibility. Uh, but, you know, the country over the last five years uh, has been as close to civil war. And, and again, I'm not an alarmist, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, uh, mm -hmm. but you know, it, it's been as close to civil war as we've been since, you know, 18, uh, well, I guess maybe the 60s, or the 60s, where, I, where everybody was at each other's throats yeah. over the right, Vietnam right. War, but, right. you know, this this is the first time really since Vietnam that you could say that we are this, this polarized, and that was the election that started it in you know, 2016. Uh, we can't be that that encouraged by uh, by that prediction by Dick Morris, who was a very very bright guy, if not a brilliant guy. Um, you, your thoughts on that? This is not this is not a rosy uh, outlook on the future. No, um, the prospect of a civil war is is, is quite uh, quite disturbing. I don't think it's something that it, 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 we're just learning of now. People have been talking about it for, for quite a while, and it looks as though the country isn't going in that direction. We definitely are at a at a point where um, we're at a uh, at a standstill. And I think if all we need is for somebody to light the flame throw you know flamethrower in the midst of this, and that everything will explode. Um, but um, I don't know. It would be it, 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 who would actually? So the question is. Could could Trump reasonably expect to win an election? I mean, or people do people really want him after all the baggage that he's he has? You know, now they want him to he and his children to um, to sit for depositions, to be deposed about their uh, about their 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 various entities, the businesses of their entities, and the and and and, and the financial statements. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's all coming back. I mean, we, we got through the, you know, the, the two impeachments, and, and now Letitia James, the New York Attorney General, is pursuing uh, charges against him and the whole, you know, Trump empire and just wants to, you know, bring everybody behind bars. I mean, can, can we really realistically expect Trump to garner the same kind of support and, and actually win? Uh, unless something happens and he gets a conviction, I think that then he can just, you know, throw his dreams, his dreams of a comeback, you know, down the down the sewer. Yeah, and you know, I think, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends who who else is there. I mean, um, Ron DeSantis. I mean, is he uh, is he somebody that's that's seriously going to run? Would he run if Trump is running? Um, oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. I don't know if he can. Yeah, I don't even know if he can. If, if he has enough to offer, 
you know, he's also a polarizing governor. Yeah. You know, there are there he's he has plenty of detractors in his state. I don't know if he has, you know, he's got the the charisma to, you know, to, to not only to get the nomination but to win an election. Yeah, no question, but the thing is, uh, my question is, does he even enter if Trump's in there? Mm-hmm. That's going to suck half of his yeah. uh, support away, yeah. easily half of the support. Uh, one thing, and again, Melissa, I tell Juran.com, everyone, check out the two documentaries and, and binge listen to, uh, you know, cherry pick through the hundreds of shows that we have up online on, on 124 different outlets. Uh, please do so. Uh, uh, Melissa, before we even get there, right now, mm-hmm. as we speak, we have a president convinced that the Russian president is going to invade the Ukraine. And mm. I, I don't know that that's going to happen. I assume uh, Biden has better information than, than we do. I don't think he's, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe if we, look at, if we look at the sheet of paper he's looking at, it, it's upside down and, mm-hmm. uh, and he's not understanding <laughs> it or, or whatever. But uh, let's assume not. Let's assume he knows exactly what's going on uh, do we have a do we have a war uh brewing ahead of i mean obviously it's brewing but it, it uh, is it inevitable that vladimir uh, putin uh, invades the ukraine it certainly seems like that even though uh, his his circles say no he's pulling back troops but then of course the biden administration and anthony blinken say otherwise yeah. they say no it's eminent you know, uh, Blinken, I think, had the line, uh, I'm not here to, uh, I think it was on this morning, I think it was Blinken, uh, who was saying, I'm, I'm not here to start a war, I'm here to prevent a war. And mm-hmm. uh, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's saying all of that. Um, let's, you know, let's hope they, I, I don't know what they can do to prevent a war. I mean, uh, what, what, what is the issue? Do you, uh, how closely have you followed the issues surrounding Ukraine, uh, the Ukraine and and uh, and Russia. Uh, what uh, what have you seen there? And what is what's the bottom line issue? Uh, he, uh, Putin just wants it. There's resources there, and he he wants to take it. But what is what is stirring this? What is the what's the rationalization for him taking the Ukraine? I think he just wants to uh, exert his dominance there. He doesn't want uh, Ukraine to go to NATO. He doesn't want. Uh, he feels that this is encroaching on on territory that is rightfully Russia's, and that there are Russian nationals living there, and um, that uh, you know he's got a he's push, he's pushing the buttons of um, of of Biden. He knows Biden to him. Biden is is a is, he's well, he's he's a wimp. He's he's a, you know he's an older guy. He's he's probably not you know not always. He's not with it. He can't be with it. He's not with. He's not, he's not dealing with Trump. I don't think this would have happened had Trump been in office. And he's, he's taking advantage of the situation. Yeah. Well, it's. I don't know what Biden could do to to stop it. I mean, is he gonna? Is he gonna call? <laughs> is he gonna call for military action? I don't even know what kind of shit. And and again, I've got the greatest respect for our military. My brother-in-law is a retired general, brigadier general. We consider ourselves a, a, a military family, and I, we have the greatest respect for all of the armed forces, and they're, they're terrific. But over the years, it's been uh, watered down, and they've been asked to, uh, you know, to, to maintain with smaller budgets and everything else. I don't know what the shape of our military 
is is like the last time we were we were doing anything we were in afghanistan and um and and they were pulled out of there and it was confusing and it was confusing and biden was the one who who pulled them out and and again not that trump wouldn't have i don't know if it would have been done the uh, the same way but uh, you know i'm i'm not sure how we are uh, as far as the military i mean i I want to believe we have the greatest military in in the world, but China is mm-hmm. right there. And if we start a war with with Russia, I mean, does China take advantage of that situation? We, you know, we keep uh, hyping up the uh, the rhetoric with uh, with Red China, and mm-hmm. you know, we're um, uh, you know we're we're antagonizing them. It doesn't seem like either side, either the right or the left, uh, mm-hmm. uh, has anything nice to say about China. And uh-huh. I, I don't know. I mean, are we are we gearing up for a major conflict with with uh, with you know Russia and and possibly China being uh, in the midst there? I mean, wh- I, I mean, is it is it crazy to think that this could uh, this could turn into a complete powder keg and and just explode on us? And again, I'm not an alarmist, but here I am using words uh-huh. like civil war and uh, uh-huh. and now you know I don't dare I say it world war. I mean, are we well, the, somewhere close to it? Uh, some people have said that we are. We're 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 at some kind of precipice. I I, I hope not. I don't. I I'd like to say I, I can't. I, I hope we're not. Uh, you know, we're not um, uh, stroking the the flames of anything nuclear because that's a very frightening. You know, very frightening picture. Um, but definitely, we're entering a new Cold War. With Russia, and now with China, who I think is uh, you know what is, is is poised to take over the world, uh, I think we, we also have problems with China, and 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 they see the opportunity to take Taiwan, which I think is a is that's already a given. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean that's that's a given. Given there's no, there's no way for us to stop that. You know, I was speaking to uh, I spoke spoke to you off mic. Uh, I interviewed a man, uh, John Cobb Jr. He's 97 years old, and he's uh, he's mm-hmm. been uh, a big figure in China and uh, and and uh, and talks of peace uh, around the world. And their their goal, their their new organization's goal, is uh, is all about world peace and and so mm-hmm. forth. But uh, he brought up an in- interesting point. He said the there are people who actually want a war with China. Mm-hmm. You know, there are Americans who would like yeah. to go to war yeah. with China. Oh, sure, sure. Now, the, of course, yeah. The, There's a, there, we have a military, I'm so, sorry to interrupt, we have a military interrupt, in, industrial complex that is dying to get in on the action because of the money, the commilities, the, the defense contracts, etc. I mean, it's just, it, it boggles the mind to think about how much money is at stake. Right, so he, you know, having said that, he is saying that, um, that obviously let's give the people the benefit of the doubt and I'm paraphrasing and I'm kind of throwing in my own thoughts here that the people that want war with China want America the Americans at least uh, want want America to win a, tour, a, a war with China now as far as a uh, uh, an arm to arm man to man woman to woman battle with China we have no chance they have a billion people in China they could just and and their thought of loss of life is nothing Compared to, I'm talking about the government. I'm not talking about the the people. The people, right, right. The people, yeah. The distinction we have to make is that 
the citizens in, in, in China do not, uh, are not necessarily aligned with the government. The government speaks for itself. They don't represent anyone but themselves. Yeah. And, you know, they have, they have people to put out all day long, constantly, I mean, constantly to, uh, to, to battle us. So we couldn't possibly win a, a, a war of, uh, of attrition or a, uh, a hand-to-hand battle war. We couldn't he- win a foot soldier war with China. We just couldn't. What we could win is a nuclear war. And no, God. So is that saying is that saying mm-hmm. that the people that want war with China, assuming they want America to win, quote unquote, mm-hmm. win a war with China? Is that is that just making the assumption that America uh, has people in it that wants to have nuclear war with China? Right. I mean, how, uh, basically, that's what they're saying. Yeah, I wouldn't put anything past certain people, especially those higher-ups in the military that we don't know about, the, the, the ones who are, you know, who are in control of the dollars. Yeah. It's a frightening prospect. Yeah, it, it is an amazing time that we're living in. And, you know, I'm, I haven't thought about international disaster in a long time. I, re- I remember when Trump took office, everyone was saying that Trump was going to create World War Three. Yeah, right, right. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, that's right. You know, pretty early on, I said, you know, he's he's more of a dove than he is a hawk. I mean, he really, yeah. he really was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, he didn't sound like that because he's tough talking and everything else. And I thought the better argument for the the Trump haters is that he's going to create civil war. He's not going to create World War Three. He's friends with, you know, he made friends with, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Kim and, uh, and, and, Vladimir. Yeah. you know, they became right. his buddies, you know, and, uh, right. you know, I, I couldn't see us going to war with Russia under, under Trump. And I couldn't see us going to war with uh, North Korea uh, uh, mm-hmm. under Trump. I, I can't see us going to war with North Korea under Biden unless North Korea joins with, uh, you know, Putin if we're in a war there or uh, or with China. Uh, well, that I don't, I don't know what the, what the heck he would be doing uh, in, in a situation like that. But let's uh, let, let's face it. Um, we we are looking at a very grave situation if it's not handled with complete delicacy and handled um, with with tactful um uh, a tactful skill set of diplomacy. I don't know that Biden has it at this point in his life. No, <laughs> I don't know if yeah, he's a, he came into office with all this senatorial and, and vice presidential experience and foreign, you know, foreign policy experience. You know, fact that he he was on several Senate committees and and he, as vice president, he went all over the world and he you know he knew what to say to you know, he knew everybody. Well, I, that's not helping there because no one's afraid of him. But then and then on the other side of the coin. Um, Everybody thought that that uh, you know, they still think that that Putin had Trump in his right hand, you know, his right hand, his right pocket. Um, but Trump, uh, I'm not saying this to to uh, gloss over what Trump did to uh, give credence to everything. I mean, we know Trump has a lot of baggage, but he was able, as a businessman, wield deals. You know, uh, with with people. That's what that was his whole thing. I mean, the the uh, the Abraham Accords, which it's you know going on right now in the Middle East. You no, know, Israel has you know has 
um, they have open relations now with Bahrain, with a, a number of other, the, the, the um, with uh, Abu D- D- Dubai. Um, I mean, it, it, this this all happened, and I, I know it with people, whether you like whether you like him or not, uh, because of um, you know Trump and his son-in-law. Jared, who is, uh, believe it or not, up for a, uh, is one of the nominees for a Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, so, and, and we get, we didn't have, yeah, we didn't have, we didn't have this threat of war. Now, and, and here you're looking at the left wing, that, you know, they, and you would think, oh, they want, they don't want any war, they want anything like that. I mean, I'm sure there are people there within those circles who are dying for some kind of confrontation. It, it's just odd. It's just, it's just really... It's it's the it's just so odd. Yeah, it is, and uh, yeah, I look bleak and bleaker is what the future <laughs> looks like. The the near future <laughs> looks like to me. I I'm an optimist. I mean, I I certainly don't sound yeah. like it. Um, no. I I don't know, you know, I don't know where the optimism could come from. If uh, if you ask me, I mean, Putin. Putin. Uh, Putin. <laughs> That's great. I like that. And we could have one of these, you know, one of these old time um, co- uh, comics, a uh, comic, comic strips, or or or, or Disney inspired, um, you know, uh, cartoons with. Uh, they have a Russian leader. It's not Putin. It's it's what's Blutin. what's your what's your version? What's the name of Putin? Like Pluto. Putin. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's beating up Wimpy or something, and Wimpy is just slapping around. I love it. Kamala Harris uh, eats spinach and comes and punches him in the face. Something. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Gluten. But gluten, you know, it's. I I, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any. I I, I don't have any optimism. Uh, If if Putin is going to invade, uh, what are we going to do? I don't know. What are we going to do? What's the, uh, what's the end result? What do you think? I, I mean, I'm asking to speculate here, and it's kind of like pull out the crystal ball. But what do you think we're going to be talking about the next time we talk about the Ukraine? We're going to be talking about uh, an invasion of Russia, right? Of uh, Russia being inside the Ukraine. Maybe it'll uh, be economic. Yeah. Maybe it'll be quick. Maybe, maybe Putin will say, you know, he'll do a Khrushchev at the last minute. You know, Khrushchev, if you recall your history. Uh, well, many of us were not, we weren't alive then, but we know our history. Um, Kennedy worked, you know, he, he sent his brother, Robert F. Kennedy, to talk to the, to the, the Russian, his Russian, the Russian counterpart, the, the undersecretary. I forget his name. I have the man's face. He was a very famous player in Soviet politics. Yeah. And they were able to iron out a deal, you know, and they, and, and, and Khrushchev saw through this. He, he, he stopped the ships. He, he knew he didn't want to be, you know. He didn't. He knew what the next step was. And he didn't let it go that far. And then I think the following year they signed an, uh, an agreement to stop the proliferation of nuclear weapons. Yeah, uh, uh, amazing. Um, also, I, I'm thinking, and again, Melissa, I tell Joran.com, everyone, go check out the documentaries, and soon you'll be able to see them on TV. And uh, it's even easier and nicer and a wider audience uh, for people to see how lovely this lady is. Two documentaries and uh, uh, just great things, great things ahead for for us here. I don't know about for our country, but but here we're, we're feeling pretty good uh, as, as far as uh, the country. I'm I'm thinking, Melissa, that we could be seeing seven dollar gas prices one of these days. 
Oh yeah. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, yeah, I've seen some that are four, and yeah. you know, four four already. Uh, what are we yeah. what are we looking at um, uh, as far as uh, consequences to a uh, an invasion into the Ukraine? Well, I think in the short run, we're going to see, as you just mentioned, elevated gas prices. They're saying now gasoline will go to $90 a barrel, $100 a barrel. So you'll be paying in certain places. Yes, $4. Uh, They say in California, it'll even go higher. Yeah. I mean, California, my God. I was seeing it at $4 uh, a Mm -hmm. a while ago. And, Mm -hmm. uh, God, you know, I'm starting to think uh, who was Khrushchev's... uh, (laughs) Secretary during that time, my God, I can't. Um, it's not uh, Gromyko. No, it was a no. Gromyko. Is, sounds familiar. Gromyko. Yeah. Andre Gromyko, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think he he may have been the go-between. He was definitely there. He was definitely on the scene. Yeah. So, and then I'm, Khrushchev was Khrushchev was deposed after that, and then uh, I think they brought in Brezhnev. Brezhnev yeah, came. Yeah. N- not a handsome man by any means. Brezhnev. No. Well. You know, not not that Khrushchev was, you know, GQ uh, <laughs> material but from what I've seen. Yeah. Yes, he went to the U.N. I think uh, the, the famous picture of him is at the U.N. And he uh, he took his shoe off and he started banging on the, <laughs> on the table. Bo- totally Bolshevik, but banging on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, l- listen, we're laughing. Hopefully we'll be laughing. Um, we'll be laughing next week when when this uh you know when this plays out a bit i doubt it uh somehow i think this is a this is a disaster i think i mean what do you do do you you, you can't just give putin he's in a tough spot biden let's face it um you can't just give putin um uh, the ukraine i mean without no. uh, without an argument right, right? you got to exactly exactly otherwise he'll t- think it's carte blanche to do whatever he wants well we know what he's thinking you know he's laughing at this at this administration, he's trying to, you know, push his button, push push Biden's buttons, and see how far he can get, and see if, what he can get away with, you know. All the, and, he, and and you know, the, the Russian side is saying, oh, we're 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 gradually withdrawing our troops, and Biden says, oh yeah, right, you yeah. sure are. So it's um, it will be interesting, you know. Um, you know, uh, Lincoln is doing the shuttle diplomacy. They used to call that in the days of Nixon. Uh, with with Henry Kissinger, yeah. so I, I don't know what Henry. I wonder what Henry Kissinger is making of all this. He's about he's close to a hundred. Yeah, he's still around. Amazing he's man. Still around. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Man. Uh, still, I don't know if he's still brilliant, but he was brilliant at one time, and uh, yeah, amazing. Uh, Melissa, any last thoughts before we uh, we go? Uh, keep your fingers crossed. See what happens with this uh, Ukraine situation. You know, they said. They were saying, the administration was saying that um, two days ago, Russia was going to be on the shores of Ukraine. Uh, does, does Ukraine have a shore? Yeah, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> they were going to be there. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so, right? Um, but I don't know. Yeah, me too. Um, but uh, so far, I haven't heard when the actual arrival date is. And um, we take it from there. We're going to, you know, we, we have quite a way to go before 2024, but Hillary is making the rounds. And sure, um, sure Hillary says. Oh, Hillary will ride in on a white horse, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, Melissa. I, yeah, I, 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 I wish we had better news to talk about. I wish we had happy, yeah. happy thoughts here, but uh, bleak and bleaker uh, is yeah. the outlook. 
and you know, hopefully sounds like a Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. Bleak and bleaker. <laughs> bleak and bleaker. But we're looking at bleak and bleaker. Uh, Melissa, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Frank, and thanks to everyone out there. We, you know, we're grateful for you. Stay well, stay safe, and we will. You know, we'll keep on. You know, we'll keep on trucking. <laughs> no doubt, like the old old shirt in the '70s said, with the big big feet, keep on trucking. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Go to melissaiteljoin.com, and soon we'll be able to tell you where to watch on TV, uh, where to see the documentaries on, on your TV set. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Melissa Itell Jorn Show. You've been listening to Melissa Itell Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.